Hello, welcome to Branches Tarot Shadow Healing. My name is Tracy Downey. I am your spiritual advisor, intuitive reader, and uh, this is July 7th, 2021. I have to put the date for this because this is an interesting thing. I've had two very profound spiritual dreams or shall I say lucid dreams which is when usually when spirit comes to us you know to talk and uh I'm gonna go into detail at that because there were two that I found to be very interesting that you might be facing but before I get to that I just wanted to say thank you to Anchor for hosting us um branches what we do here is we do the shadow work for you on your spiritual awakening and I'd like to even say that the spiritual awakening is part of the book of Revelation. And why I say that is because it has the same profound meaning. It is all talking about us coming to a higher level of wisdom and consciousness. 111 when I said that. And I've seen some very incredible miracles this past weekend while I've been visiting family for the 4th of July. I hope you all had a wonderful holiday. It's important to make lasting memories and not get caught up in any politics or anything that people want to talk about that's negative. And the reason why is it lowers your vibration. And when people lower your vibration on purpose, they do it so that, that you follow them and not follow your higher self and your intuition. And we need to be mindful of that because sometimes it's very easy to fall into that trap because if someone discredits somebody else or brings us down with even a painful truth that we learn about things that we didn't want to learn, it can discourage us and take us off our paths. So we need to be careful with that. So what I want to talk about today is um, spiritual messages and guides that you might be receiving because um, there's many of us that um, do get certain downloads. Mine get all from the divine and... Um, <laughs> Let's see. One of the things I've been trying to do with animal energy is help heal people with child trauma. This past week, I had an interesting encounter with a dragonfly that wanted to point me to a ladybug on a leaf before I left for my trip. I thought that was pretty cool, pretty special, because they were these dragonflies were like nothing like I've ever seen before. They just, they had very much of a human form to them. It was quite interesting, but they were red. I've seen green, I've seen blue, and I've seen white, but I had black and cottontail, but I've never seen red. So it's the first time I've seen two red dragonflies and they were guiding me to the ladybug. And I thought that was pretty neat. Also seen fairy flies, which are little aphids, little tiny furry little aphid things that look actually like little fairies, you know, or little tiny dragonflies. I found a ladybug inside my apartment on the fifth floor. I live in a high rise and it was on the kitchen counter. You can figure out how that's possible because I don't know how a ladybug approached or came in, but the way I say it is that God has a way and love finds a way, but it's also a good blessing. So if you see a ladybug or it lands on you, that's a lot of good blessings coming your way. It's also a sign of the Virgin Mother, you know, watching and protecting us. It's beautiful. It's classy. It's 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 just an elegant gift. And then when I got to Austin to visit my family, I always take to take the dogs for a walk. I saw butterflies dancing. And these were big, big, large, massive size uh, monarchs which are my favorite butterfly. And they're just dancing and fluttering in midair. Two of them. Just twitter, twittering around. It was really cute. And usually when you see two butterflies at the same time, it means undying love. And first I'm trying to think that might be with your twin flame or that could be, you know, with your soulmate or your husband, your wife, or the person in your life if you see two butterflies. But I'm beginning to think it's more about the Holy Spirit. The undying love that the Holy Spirit has for us. And just as I said that, a bee just landed right there on the window to confirm that that's what it means. So that's pretty cool. That was really neat. I also saw a grasshopper. Very big. He's about, I'd say, 
I'd say he's about two and a half, three inches long. And he jumped on my arm when I was walking my dog and the my my knee, my, uh, my friend that I um, was walking with, she noticed that she says, there's a, there's, a, there's a big, huge grasshopper on your arm. And he jumped in onto my chest and he crawled all the way up to my neck and he crawled all the way into my hair and he didn't wanna leave. And he just kept tapping me and grooming me like my bird does. It was quite interesting, like, like I belonged to him. And uh, we, we see grasshoppers. It's supposed to be about taking a leap of faith into life, overcoming fears, and uh, going into the unknown. And we all get to opportunities in life where we can uh, move forward with that. There's something that we've never done before that takes us on these journeys. And mine has been pretty spiritual, and it's been pretty beautiful. So there's no other explanation but Holy Spirit for God because he's in every living thing that we have on the planet. And I thought that was just really a beautiful little testimony. And with that, I've seen dragonflies and they were landing at my feet. And do be grateful when a dragonfly lands at your feet because they're going to eat the mosquitoes so that they can not bite you, but protect you. And we all know that dragonflies also mean living life to the fullest because they've been around for 300 billion years, but they don't live very long. And I've had many encounters with dragonflies this past uh, spring and summer, which has been pretty beautiful. But it's also a nudging from the universe that life is short. We need to not take it for granted and be counting every moment when we have an opportunity to be blessed with something so magnificent. So um, I rode a roller coaster for my brother's birthday for the 4th of July. We went to... San Antonio. Oh my gosh. Someone needs to get sleep. For me to yawn like that, it means someone needs to get sleep. We went to um, San Antonio. And that was fun. I went to an amusement park. And I've never done that. Not for like over 20-something years. And I rode a roller coaster. And I was scared to death. And I screamed my head off. But I faced my fears and I did it. And it's really funny because the moment I got off of that, there was a butterfly there and a dragonfly there to kind of like say, you did it. You did it. You're transforming. You're facing your fears. So you'll get little messages like that from the universe that lets you know that they have your back and they're watching you. I also saw two little frogs, one tiny baby frog and then a little teeny tiny frog that was at the doorway at my brother's house. I thought that was really sweet because it means good blessings are coming to all of us. And, um, you know, fertility, ideas, thinking about those type of things, you know, on your spiritual path. And then I had a dream that I found to be very interesting. And it was my lucid dream, and it was in my brother's home. And he was, we were taking out the dog for a walk. And then I closed the door on his house, but there were three black heads of snakes snake's heads stopped the door the door jam got all three of them locked in and when I turned around I, at first I felt bad because I said oh my gosh I'm so sorry I think I killed some garter snakes I didn't mean to but that's not the message that spirit was trying to tell me my naivety was basically saying that no these dark snakes are people that you are trying to disturb your peace dark forces dark energy dark magic but Spirit's protecting you. So if you are having issues with things in your life, Spirit's always going to protect you. Use a white light protection around you. A call on Archangel Raphael, Archangel Michael, Archangel Metatron, Archangel Gabriel, and say to them, I have the white light of protection around me, and no dark energy can come and break in that barrier. I have a white light of protection surrounding me, and no dark energy can come in between my barrier. Okay? Your white light of protection from the universe will always protect you on your path and keep you the wisdom that you need. When I turned around, I had no fear in this, in this dream. There was a light green snake, almost whitish green, very light that came around, was coiling around my arm. 
and I thought he was like my brother's pet. And I was like, okay, you need to get down now. Everything's fine. But he didn't want to leave me. Like the grasshopper didn't want to leave me. Wanted to climb up on my head. That's when I knew it was like more for healing, to protect and to heal you and to know the difference between the two type of energies of the snake. It did not bite me. It was not aggressive or anything. It just wanted to cling to me. But it's also to remind you that when you get dreams of snakes, there's two, there's two components to it that you can have. If you're afraid of them and the fear, it might be that you're facing certain fears that you're not seeing or there might be temptation around you. And it's really funny because I got the message in my little fortune cookie bag, you know, it said, you will soon receive a tempting proposal. Well, I didn't fall for the tempting proposal. I said no. That's why the snakes didn't get into the house. And the one big snake wasn't able to do anything either. Usually a light green snake is for healing and money and wealth. It's actually very positive. So if you dream of a light green snake in your path, don't dismiss it. It's from the higher realms. In shaman terms, it's from the spirits for sound healing and protecting your energy and your body towards others that might want to drain it. Because the lighter, the higher you ascend, your light becomes more of a force on the planet and people want to get to it. So you need to protect yourself from it. I thought that was really fascinating, but I told my brother about it because he, he's spiritual too. He's, he was a deacon in the church and he said, you had no fear. I had no fear. No fear. I actually felt confident that I was like in control of my emotions and I was in control of my surroundings. So, but this, this green, light green snake did want to hold on to me, but it did not bite me. And I did not, and it did not show its fangs or anything like that. So it was like, almost like, you know, you can interpret it any way you want to, but in my my belief is that I, I faced the temptation and the answer was no. Number two, last night I woke up this morning with a name that was flashed in my head. And I couldn't know if it was Abanita or Abanati. And uh, Spirit led me to Abanati. I've never heard of this name before and I've been doing a lot of teachings, but it's in the Book of Mormon. And the interesting thing is I had to look this up because I've never heard of this before. So I was being led to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I'm not Mormon, I'm Catholic. But I find it interesting that Spirit led me to Avenatti, which means this is important to the message of the spirit from the spiritual realm. The prophet, it says here on the website, the prophet Avenatti holds a singular place in the Book of Mormon. He was the first to die as a martyr, and his doctrinal teachings clarify the purpose of the Law of Moses, identify the Redeemer, and declare facts about the doctrine of resurrection not previously mentioned in the book. He was capable of exquisite language sparked with fiery metaphor, yet was plain spoken to the point of bluntness. Abinadi confronted the wicked establishment single-handedly, the record gives no hint of any other prophet being present with him. So far as we know, he converted but one man, yet the one man, Alma, became the, the progenitor of posterity that kept the sacred records and served as the ecclesiastical leaders and sometimes political leaders for the remainder of the Nephite history, a period of well over 400 years. Without Avenatti's story, the Book of Mormon would lack continuity and a major part of the book's message would be missing. The man Avenatti, we know of nothing of Avenatti's early life. Arnold Freeberg has given us an outstanding painting that depicts Avenatti we read about as an old man, thin and weather beaten. It may have been so, but we find nothing in the record to indicate whether he was old or young, large or small. What we do find in his teachings and in his manner when confronting the priests of Noah, baiting them, challenging their knowledge, questioning their behavior, is a man of courage with an agile mind and profound knowledge of the gospel and a strong personality. So I do believe 
Spirit wanted recognition for this man, Avenani, that is not being recognized. This is the second time I have been led to the Church of Jesus Christ Latter-day Saints teachings. Because I'm not Mormon. I didn't know anything about this. But Spirit clearly wanted me to read this and read this um, spiritual wisdom. Um, under Noah's reign, both the government and the people moved rapidly into idolatry, laziness, unchastity, materialism, secularism, pride, and extensive consumption of wine. That's going on now. That's going on now. Idolatry. Okay, what is that? That is worshipping celebrities, worshipping politicians, worshipping people that are lower than God, but use God's name for power. Laziness. Some of us, you know, it's about not being motivated. Unchastity. Being unclean. Promiscuity. Materialism. Putting money over love. Secularism. Um, division, dividing, pride, ego, okay, and the extensive consumption of wine, over-drinking. The society became characterized by pride in their own strength, priestcraft, speaking, lying, and vain words, self-justification, love of riches, and excessively elaborate buildings supported by very high taxes. As shown during a military victory over the Lamanite oppressors, they delighted in the shedding of blood. This degeneration flourished because of the wickedness of the king and his priests. Several times in Mosea 11, the point is made that it was because of the bad example of the leaders that the people fell into wrongdoing. See Mosea 11, 2, 6, 7, 5, 15, and 19. Pointing out this cause and effect relationship is a major contribution of the story. People have a tendency to follow their leaders, and corrupt leaders corrupt the whole kingdom. It is to such a people that Avenatti comes declaring, Thus saith the Lord, Woe be unto this people, for I have seen the abominations, and their wickedness, and their whoredoms, and except they repent, I will visit them in mine anger. Mosea 11.20 Unless they repent, the Lord would bring them all into bondage. They would be in such difficulty that only the Lord would be able to deliver them. Avenatti is careful to say that he is speaking for the Lord. The Lord had told him what to say. The people don't like Avenatti's message. Unrepentant, they kill, seek to kill Avenatti, but the Lord enables him to escape. After two years, Avenatti comes back to the city in disguise and again publicly preaches repentance. His first person message this time is even more direct and descriptive. He tells them that since they have not repented, they would be brought into bondage and shall be slain, and the vultures of the air and the dogs, yeah, and the wild beasts shall devour their flesh. The life of King Noah shall be valued even as a garment of a hot furnace. Avenatti's language is full of high-intensity verbs, descriptive adjectives, and colorful nouns. It would be difficult to misunderstand him. He confronts the priests of Noah. He's taken by the people bound and brought before King Noah. His captors tell the king of Avenatti's prophecies, and Noah responds by ordering Avenatti to be cast into prison. He then calls the priests together to decide what to do with him. The priests ask that Avenatti be brought before them, that they might find a charge on which to formally accuse him. The record says that they began to question him, but he answered them boldly and withstood all their questions, and did confound them in all their words. Avenatti's defense before the priest is not defensive. Rather, he becomes the questioner. Are you priests and pretend to teach these people and to understand the spirit of prophesying and yet desire to know of me what these things mean? What teach ye this people? And they said, We teach the law of Moses. And again he said unto them, If ye teach the law of Moses, why do ye not keep it? Why do you set your hearts upon riches? Why do ye commit whoredoms and spread your strength and with harlots and yeah, and cause this people to commit sin? What know ye concerning the law of Moses? Doth salvation come by the law of Moses? What say ye? That was in Mosea twelve twenty five thirty one. They answer that salvation does come by the law of Moses. Avenatti refutes their answer by explaining that salvation comes only through Christ, and that the law alone cannot save. He quotes the first two of the Ten Commandments given to Moses, Thou shalt have no other God before me, 
and thou shalt not make unto thee any given graven image then ask the priest have ye all done this i say unto you nay ye have not when noah hears abinadi's thundering and lightning words he orders him to put to death declaring he is mad but as the priests attempt to take him abinadi withstands them touch me not for god shall smite you if ye lay your hands upon me for i have not delivered the message for which the lord sent me to deliver and his face shone with exceeding luster, even as Moses did while in the Mount Sinai, while speaking to the Lord. That was in Mosea 13, 1, 3, and 5. Abinadi then reads to them the remainder of the Ten Commandments. It is very likely that he could have quoted them from memory. But it appears that he has an object lesson in mind by reading from the text. I perceive that they are not written in your hearts, he tells them. I perceive that they yet studied and taught inequity the most part of your lives. Abinadi goes on to deliver the remainder of the message, which consists of a prophecy and explanation of the coming of Christ to redeem mankind. So what I'm trying to say through this when I read this, I'm getting these messages and these downloads. The spiritual awakening is about revelation. It is about us learning and going back into revelation and realizing that as I've been saying before, in even our creed in the Catholic Church, he will come again in the glory and judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. That time is now. For me to get the name Abinadi from my sleep when I have not I am not Mormon and not to know the name at all is pretty profound. And I have no knowledge of knowing this name. But it was given to me from the ancient realms. And I have much gratitude for it. And it's also to remind us, because even as Catholics, many Catholics were taught that the Mormon church was a cult. Not to believe it, that Peter, Peter built the church of Christ. Because everyone wants to claim Christ. What we don't realize is that even now in spirituality, God wanted me to build branches and wanted me to connect wisdom and nature as part of the church. And that all branches, whether it's Mormonism, you know, the Quran, the, um, the Torah, the Bible, you know, spirituality, Buddha, Confucius, the divine, you know, Hinduism, it's all connected. We are all under one big umbrella. So when we are divided, it makes no sense because we are all still preaching to the same spiritual, high spirit, intuition, the higher realms. We just don't recognize it because it's not in the language we can understand because of the Tower of Babel. So we're trying to rectify that. I believe that's what God's trying to do because it says he cites Moses and Isaiah particularly and all the prophets generally as having taught that God himself would come down from heaven in the form of a man on earth and redeem mankind from the fall. This has been the message in the Revelation. It is the message in the Creed. He will come in again in the glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. Confirmation from my scales. So when we see all these miracles out there, when I see animals approach me, like the grasshopper, or the butterfly, or the ladybug, or the dragonfly, or birds and trees, or squirrels, or like even at the park, I got a tortoise that approached me. That's the spirit of God. And when we are connected to source in that way, and we live with that with source in that way, it is much easier for us to receive those messages. And it's that higher purpose of what God was trying to teach us. He speaks at length of Christ's mission and of his power to redeem mankind from sin and from the grave. There is a significant point to be made here. Abinadi, with all the power characteristics of any Old Testament prophet, 
preaches repentance and inveighs against the sins of king and populace alike. But he shows that forgiveness and redemption are not available merely by change and reformation, but only by repentance and faith in the coming Messiah, Jesus Christ. And he explains with great clarity that it would be the God of Israel himself who would be the Son of God in the flesh. Three persons, one God, we teach in Catholicism. Okay? The Heavenly Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Holy Trinity is God. The Son of Man is God. Okay? He comes down in the likeness form so that we can see him in the flesh. Which is why he was able to rise from the dead. We don't recognize those things when we say, okay, well, we know Jesus is coming back. Jesus is coming back. Well, how do you know he's not already here? He's trying to come back. Maybe he's been trying to communicate with so many people now, trying to get us to that way. I know that when I'm communicating through music, and I get downloads, I feel like I'm connected to spirit and I'm talking to spirit alone. And it's pretty interesting, the messages that I receive. Or I'll get these messages on my walks in nature and that's when I realized that spirit is right in the dragonfly spirit. Confirmation, and it's also an amber alert for San Antonio, Texas. Caden Stutzman, two years old, white male, gray Toyota Corolla, Texas license plate N as in Nancy, T as in Tom, Z as in zebra, 6442. I want to repeat that because Caden Stisman, two-year-old, white male, gray, Toyota Corolla, Texas license plate, N is in Nancy, T is in Tom, Z is in Zebra, 6442, C-Media. Spirit wants us to be aware of the clicks, the sounds, the messages in movies, the messages in our commercials what we're being attracted to what's drawing closer to us and we don't realize it and perhaps that God is already here and he's just trying to be seen we don't know do we because Abenadi says it right here in summation it says here Abenadi says to the priests and now ought ye not to tremble and repent of your sins and remember that only in and through Christ ye can be saved. Christ is God. And the knowledge and the wisdom and the power that we receive from spiritual downloads to our own intuition is all from God. That is the divine illumination. For atheists, it's difficult for them to understand that, but then you cannot condemn people who don't believe because there are many that don't. And it's not through the ways of because they don't want to. It's because they were not taught to understand. They weren't in touch with their human intuition. But some of them follow it all the time and they just go by their gut. They say, I just go by my gut. They don't realize that that's Holy Spirit. There are many times people think that it's just, you know, it's a load of garbage because... They say, if God's a loving God, then why does this happen? Why does this happen? The higher purpose of understanding is that there's a karmic balance to everything. If our ancestors have done something heinous or wrong, the sins follow down generation after generation after generation. It is up to us in this age of Aquarius now to ask for that forgiveness and to clear that karmic debt with the Akashic Records and to use the wisdom now to seeing things that God says, you see better with your heart. That was the message I got this morning. You see better with your heart than with your mind or what somebody tells you. You see better with your heart. And we need to pay attention to that. It's important. We're going to take a quick break. I don't know how I'm going to title this yet. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking because I'm going to have to. Because what is spirit trying to tell us? I guess it's probably what I'm going to be saying. 
because I'm going to do a spiritual wisdom for Sunday and what the messages were for that. But I think it's important for us to pay attention to what is actually happening that we don't realize and have expressed gratitude and be thankful. But for those that are angry, those that are not being in tune with spirit, they need to be. And you can't pick a side. It's either good versus evil. Who, who in the press promotes the good versus evil is who you don't listen to. That's why I always say, shut the TV off. Listen to with your heart. That's what God says. It's always better to listen with your heart. We'll take a quick break. Anchor, thank you very much for hosting our podcast. And Branches will return. back. Welcome to Branches Tarot Shadow Healing. My name is Tracy Downey. I'm your spiritual advisor. I think I just didn't say spiritual. It's just so much easier because the clairvoyant, claircognizant, clairaudient, all of that is just, it is pointless at this point. And when I say that, it's spirit wants a message to get out. They're going to make sure that it gets out. As for me, being Catholic my whole life, and to get that name in my head, is quite profound. Because I didn't know what it meant. And when I read it. And I used to think that Mormonism was a cult because I was raised to believe that. It's not. We need to start believing that everything is connected. So when we have, we're fighting with Muslims' faith, you know, why are we not open to the fact that Isaac and Ishmael are brothers? Why are we not open to the fact that with Isaac and Ishmael brothers, they're both Abraham's children? And Abraham is, his covenant was built with God. Why didn't we take that seriously? Because fundamental religion and fears of culture prevent us from accepting people as who they are and not as scary people. We assume that they're going to have bad tidings towards us when they don't. Now some do, but they come in all shapes, sizes, and colors. It's not one basis of one type of faith. Everyone, every culture has fundamental extremism. And we need to recognize that. Because there's no one better than the other. You have good, you have evil. We have to decide which side we want to be. And I think that was the message that Abinadi was trying to pass on because only through Christ our Lord is the one they can go through. So then therefore, that does not mean other faiths that don't believe in Christ, which is funny because of the lower vibration of teachings. If you recognize as Christ as God, it comes down. If you recognize Confucius, Buddha, the divine, all, you know, connected. It makes it easier with ascended masters to understand that God lives in all of us. And it's almost one eleven when I'm about to say that. So I meant to be really profound. And I take these readings and I take these learnings 333 I take these learnings seriously because when you get information like that you don't ever dismiss it especially if you get a nosebleed afterwards which is what I've been suffering from severe nosebleeds lately I actually looked that up and that shamanism 
a lot of shamans received had nosebleeds after they get visions or they would get names or things from the higher power. So it's a blessing, confirmation from Skittles, that I can click some sounds now actually, I can communicate with my animals. <laughs> Compliments of the universe, we all can do that, right? So 1.11 p.m. here in Mountain Time. And going back to Aganadi the prophet, and now ought ye not to tremble and repent of your sins and remember that only in and through Christ ye can be saved. Therefore, if ye teach the law of Moses, also teach that it is a shadow of those things which are to come. That was 4440 when I said shadow. Now, what have we been teaching with branches? Shadow healing, right? So if we use the teachings in the laws of Moses and Leviticus and all of those things in scripture as a shadow of things to come, of what's been going and transcending over generation to generation, that no one could live to those standards. I used to say this when I would teach RCA in in Catholic Church. No one could live to those standards. And that's why God sent his only son, whom he is pleased. And the example was is to teach that how much he loved us, that he sacrificed. And now what God wants is what we are going to sacrifice for him. What are we going to do? Five, five, five. What are we going to do for him? That is what's next. Teach them that the redemption cometh through Christ the Lord, who is the very eternal Father. Amen. Mosea 16, 13 through 15. Avenatti's trial and conviction. When Avenatti finishes, King Noah sends him back to prison and counsels again with the priests. Three days later, Noah sends for Avenatti and informs him that they had determined he is worthy of death. This is heartbreaking that people get so terrified and afraid of when people speak truth from the higher realms that the first inclination they want to do is death. They want to just get rid of them. Right? The accusation is that Abinadi has said that God himself should come down among the children of men, a charge of blasphemy rather than a charge of a crime against the state. So let's say that again. Because how dare Abinadi say that, you know, God will come again? It says it in our creed in the Catholic Church. In what form will God appear? That what will Christ appear? In what form? Will he be in the same likeness form when he was all those years ago, thousands and thousands of years? Or will he come in a different form? And will he be recognized for who he is? Or will society judge him or her in the days to come. We need to be mindful of that because if we are too attached to the outer shell of what a person's supposed to look like, how a person's supposed to behave, how a person's supposed to be, if we stick to that and we don't interpreting incorporating the new wisdom with our teachings, we will become lost sheep. Even with spirituality. Don't let it get laid back to saying, oh yeah, now these humans and all this with the space age things. We need to go a little more deeper with that. You need to go to the point where the energy of God is everywhere. And he, he, who gives us those answers. It is he who gives us those messages. Like I said, I don't. I never knew who Avenatti was until I've been reading this. Then betraying the false nature of the charge, King Noah, mentioning nothing about the charge of blasphemy, offers to rescind the penalty of death if Avenatti will take back all that he has said against Noah and the people. Avenatti refuses, declaring that he would die to prove the truth of his words. 
He also warns the king that if the king causes the death of Abinadi, an innocent man, the king will have to answer for that at his last day. An innocent man. That's who Christ was. How do we not know that Abinadi was actually the Christ then? Fearing the judgments, Abinadi has spoken up. Noah prepares to release him. But the priests appeal to the king's vanity, remonstrating that Abinadi had reviled the king, possibly a real crime against the state. The king is stirred to anger again and delivers Abinadi to be slain. Abinadi's death. We usually envision Abinadi being burned at the stake. That may be true. But the scripture does not say he was burned at the stake. What it says is that he suffered death by fire. Mosea 17.13 says that his executioners took him and bound him and scourged his skin with fag... scourged his skin even unto death. Several words in the foregoing sentence should be noted. The first is that they bound him. The, that seems self-explanatory. The second is that they scourged him. To scourge means to whip, flail, or beat. The third term is faggots, which means a bundle of sticks or twigs tied together and used for fuel. We can imagine Abinadi being bound as the flames began to scorch him. Mosea 15, 17, 14. His fiendish executioners, probably the priests, gathered about him, possibly shouting, exulting, and gloating over what they are doing. And during it all, Abinadi is pronouncing prophecies of God's vengeance upon them. Then, says the record, he falls, having suffered death by fire, having sealed the truth of his words by his death. Mosea 17.20 The Law of Moses. Abinadi characterizes the Law of Moses as a law of performances and of ordinances, a law which they were to observe strictly from day to day, to keep them in remembrance of God and their duty towards him, Mosea 13.30. He further said that the things of the law were types of things to come, and that the day would come when it would no longer be necessary to obey the law of Moses. He also said that the ancient people did not all understand the law and did not comprehend that the law would be unable to save anyone without the atonement which God himself shall make for the sins and the iniquities of the people. Mosaic 13, 28, 31, and 32. It is not yet only ancient Israel that has misunderstood the law. There is a great deal of misunderstanding today about what the law was and why it was given. This misunderstanding is found among both Christian and Jewish denominations. It is found even among teachers in the church, Abinadi's concise summary-like statements about the purpose and place of the law are very enlightening and clearing up the confusion. The atonement, a second major point of Abinadi's teachings is that God himself would make the atonement that will redeem mankind. Abinadi leaves no doubt in his teaching that the God of Israel himself will be the redeemer who will come to earth as the son of God. He is not the first in the Book of Mormon to teach this doctrine. See 2 Nehemiah 9.5, 2 Nehemiah 10.3, and Mosea 3.5.10. But he gives the topic of such intensive and extensive coverage that a reader who had not picked up the concept earlier could scarcely miss it in the teachings of Abinadi. The Resurrection A third major contribution Abinadi makes in his clarification about the doctrine of resurrection. Earlier prophets probably knew the details of the resurrection, but in our present Book of Mormon record, Abinadi is the first to speak specifically of the first resurrection and to discuss the general resurrection in detail. His discourse begins in Mosea 15.20 and extends through Mosea 16.11. Abinadi was the energetic witness for the Lord Jesus Christ and a fierce terror to evildoers. There is significant lesson to be learned here. If he had not been so blunt, the people might not have thought he meant what he said, nor would have thought what that what he said was important. His testimony given with fervor and energy no doubt helped Alma have the strength to repent. Abinadi was exactly what the Lord needed. He was the right man for the right situation. 
As a result, his ministry not only influenced the second half of the Nephite history, but has influenced millions of his dispensation who have been reading the Book of Mormon, and it will yet influence billions more. You can read that summary on churchofjesuschrist.org by Robert J. Matthews. It's also on Twitter, Facebook, and his ministry influenced the entire second half of the Nephites' history regarding Abenani. It's pretty profound. I want to thank you, Lord, and uh, Spirit, for giving you the name to talk about, because this is very clear that the higher realms want me to discuss that. So, don't dismiss the messages that you receive. They have profound value. 1444 when it said that. And be thankful for it. And knowing that we are all connected. And we should not dismiss that. So, we're going to take a quick break. And we will be right back with our second segment of... Who was Avenatti? This is part two. Thank you, Anchor, for hosting our website or our um, our pl- our podcast. And um, if you'd like to donate to our channel, we would love that. You can do a um, dollar sign branches tarot T R O T. And keep in mind when we say the word tarot, it's common um, common name for everyone to understand. But tarot is not evil. It's the energy of the oracle of the cards. You can write anything on these cards. The energy will not lie to you. Because you are the algorithm. And you will get the message out. 1555. Of whatever the intuitive downloads are. What we say to see that is. We think that is magic or wickedry. It is not. It is not. It is how the prophets were able to foretell certain things and messages because we called them in scripture prophets. We didn't call them swamis. We didn't call them fortune tellers. We didn't call them tarot readers. But every message, every card is in scripture in the Bible, mainly the tower. The tower of... Of uh, Babel and the Tower of um, Smoke, which is what Jesus talks about. So his message is clear on that. I just wanted to put that out there. So all 10% proceeds, if you do donate to our channel, will be going to um, charities in the Texas area to help children. And to also help causes such as, like, um, we have a GoFundMe account, um, Branches does, for helping the people of Lake Charles, Louisiana, due to Hurricane Laura and Delta, who have still been suffering all this time. And it's been a year, and we are now in the middle of hurricane season again. We need to be mindful of that, because the storms are coming. And um, God's putting that message out there to not forget forget not forget and not forget so if you'd like to donate to that you can we would be thankful for that too because all proceeds will go straight to the red cross so you can look at those up also on gofundme.com just look up branches tarot slash louisiana lake charles red cross we thank you for your support on that and we'll be right back back to Branches Tarot and Shadow Healing. My name is Tracy Downey. I am your spiritual advisor and I'm here to give you the intuitive messages. This sounds more like Sunday spiritual wisdom, doesn't it? But it's not. This this was this happened just this morning. I can mention it though. I won't think I will mention it for Sunday spiritualism when I get back home on Sunday when we do the um the podcast. I'm gonna do a separate one for Sunday, which was fourth of July, which was really cool because the readings always have meaning. And what we don't realize is that spirit will actually tell us the messages before the week is out. So if you are of Mormon faith 
and you listen to our podcast and we thank you for that very much um and if you hear anything about Avenatti in your church this weekend and so forth after my mentioning it maybe that is the indication to let you know that spirit hears you that you are not abandoned you're not alone okay but the wickedry that we talk about that spirit does not agree with is the only polyamory that the spirit that prefers is between God, the spouse, and the spouse. That's what strengthens the love. That's what strengthens the relationship. That is what the covenant God wants. It's funny. I saw a rainbow last week, a ladybug, dragonflies, fairy flies, a grasshopper in my head, in my hair. Spirit is quite charming. That's Aries I am energy, just to let you know. But it also tells you to really take that leap of faith. It means also wealth and money. So, you know, these are just little things that when you follow Lord, when you follow the higher realms, you are, you know, spiritually blessed, truly, with family and loved ones. We should not ever take that for granted. We should not. And always, if you have a thought, and you're not sure which way to go. Ask your, ask your, follow your intuition. Ask the universe. And if a bird flies by, that's your confirmation. Always. I think that's just really important to know. Some of you might be having issues, you know, with your credit. Trying to buy a house. Trying to get ahead. And feeling like somebody's like, conspiring against you the universe has your back just keep staying high vibrational keep plugging away don't give in to the, the, the pain just look for the solution I just pulled a message just from spirit it said don't find fault don't blame find a remedy because we're all connected and if we find blame then we can't move ahead because we want that other person to pay and they may not be able to within divine timing. God will create the karma that's necessary to balance things out. But don't find fault. Find a remedy. And that's what we need to do. Don't blame the other sides. Don't blame the past. Release it. And take the wisdom of what we've learned. Avenatti was the first one crucified in the Old Testament. And he was American, or he was on the American earth, is what they're saying, on the American continent. But what we don't realize is that it means that Christ has been coming to earth over and over and over again. And we keep crucifying him. Because we don't recognize who he is or who he's supposed to be. Because we've allowed vanity and materialism, you know, and our old ways of thinking to keep us stuck without keeping an open mind. So when people think you're crazy because you talk to birds, or you talk to the animals like Dr. Doolittle. You know, or you'll get these spiritual downloads and you don't know where they come from. And then people say, wow, that's exactly what I was thinking. You're meant to give that guidance to other people and help them. You know, it's a wonderful, comforting thought to know that the Virgin Mother is watching over you. It's a comforting thought to know that the Lord... Christ is here. It is a comforting thought to know that he loves us with all his heart without blame. Father, forgive them for they do not know what they are doing. That is what he said. And that's what we need to keep maintaining and understanding. 
So when we get these messages, you know, intuitively about our love life, chasing our love life or money, fortune, and fame, your happiness starts with you first. If you don't unlock the secrets of the happiness in you, you run away from your own success. And many of us have done that, including myself. We have to find that way. And usually many of us in this collective have been abused physically, verbally, mentally, socially, sexually. And we want to blame someone. Or we want someone to hear us. God hears you. And there will be justice to situations that need to be taken care of. Because nothing stays hidden. Nothing. For this about Abinadi, and this is not being in, that my, in my Bible, to understand. It's quite profound to get such a name that I've never heard of before. But it's also to show me that we are all deeply connected and that we shouldn't be fighting each other through religion. And that's what God wants to stop. Because I've been getting messages from the divine. I've been getting messages from, you know, if you have the dark skin or you have light skin or you have red skin, red bone, right? You have melanin chocolate-colored caramel skin. It is the shell. If I can see God in the presence of my dog's eyes or my brother's dog's eyes or in the birds in the trees in front of me or the turtle that wanders close to me or even in the clouds, every living thing, we need to be mindful of that because we don't want to kill God. That's what we are doing. That's what we are doing. By not taking care of the planet. By not being kind to our friends across the aisle in Washington, D.C. Or our neighbors next door. Instead of just talking and wanting to just publicly lambaste them. We need to stop doing that. Because spirit wants us to. It is important to. So let me get a message. And I think that will wrap it up. I am just so blown away. By. The last two messages that I received. What does spirit want us to know? The project you have in mind will soon gain momentum. So if you're working on something, if you're working on creating a better world for people, continue to be kind. It's going to catch on. Just be yourself. Just be yourself. And know that you are loved very, very much. As the Spirit wants to let you know. There's no music in this podcast, so um, this will probably be on, on Anchor. And um, because most of them have been on Spotify because they're all music-oriented. But this one was different because this one... This one came right from the Holy Spirit. This is... This, I don't... I don't, I didn't, I've never heard of the name Abinadi before, but I know, and now I'll never forget it. So thank you, sir. Thank you for your love and kindness. Thank you for visiting us today. And, uh, that's all we have. So, like I said, if you're interested in donating to our GoFundMe account, it's on GoFundMe.com slash branches. Look up Louisiana Greg Charles. And it is for the her, for the Red Cross. We are trying to raise a million dollars. If we can do anything like that, pass that link around if you can. Because all it's about doing is just, you know, it's just helping people who have been forgotten. 
We can't forget people. Because if we forget them, then we've broken our promises to them. And when we break promises to people, then no one's going to take our word seriously. So we need to be mindful of that too. It's part of integrity. God bless. Thank you, Anchor, for everything you do. God bless, love and light, and take care.